was Cornball City. So hopefully that's, uh, we can put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> You're like, that's ours. <laughs> Rachel and I have been able to have like a bunch of times to watch some stuff together. Like what? Well, we're, we're, we're all right. We're pushing through on, uh, it's a show, not a movie, but uh midnight club. Okay. You're pushing through. Yeah. Is it because you feel like you have to complete it? No, I mean like in a sense, yes, but I'm such a huge fan of the series, you know, like of uh, that, that they've created. Yeah. Um, that, I'm giving it a chance based on even if this is a bomb, it's the only bomb that they've made. Sure. But it's definitely different. Like everything is different about it. Yeah. Now, previously it was all the same cast recasted in different roles. The tone, the timing, everything was kind of uniform in the first three shows. Mm -hmm. And then this one is different. And I agree with you. I think it's made for late teens, early twenties, you know, audience and everything. I don't want to say it's bad. It's just different, you know? Yeah. Um, but it doesn't go anywhere. Exactly. I think that's the only thing that I'm noticing too, is like, it's a mosh posh of these different stories they're telling and it's tied together by a through line, but the through line is like a th through string. I'm enjoying certain things about it, but I, I definitely want to finish it to see where it goes. Now you finished it. I right? did finish it. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I know that I might be disappointed, you know, towards the end, but at the same time, I'm going to give it a shot because I want them to keep doing what they've been doing. And if this is an experimental thing for them, like let them do it, sure. let them see how it works out, receive the feedback and either go with bread and butter, or maybe you and I are, you know, it, it wasn't meant for us, you know? <laughs> well, and I think that's true because even the stories that they tell, the concept is cool. But the stories I don't think are for our generation, honestly. No. They don't appeal to us, or at least to me. I, I kind of find them boring. And it just, to me, it was a letdown uh, as a series, the series as a whole. So, mm -hmm. but I, well, I know he's got I other things coming. I was thinking of that and I was mulling it over. And none of these characters in it are writers, you know? They just, right. they're in the same boat and. It, it, it's kind of like that, that like icebreaker. If you were stuck on a desert Island, what would you bring with you? Right. You know, and that's sort of that's thing. Fair. Um, and so I give it a little leeway on that. And so I try to focus more on the through line. The problem is there's, that's why I called it through string. Like there's not a lot of through line through it. Yeah. That's cohesive or, or like the whole concept of we're telling stories to each other and something's actually happening distract from one another yeah yeah i get that i mean it's not a continuation of of hill house it's not a continuation of uh, Bly house or, or, or anything midnight mass yeah but it's just a another thing to put in flanagan's portfolio which is fine yeah. i mean it's going to appeal to somebody and that'll be great and it's still going to keep him in the running for a suspenseful writer and I, and I think mm -hmm. he's going to create more series. The other three were great. And one of the things I like about it is that it's not looking at a towel and, and saying, how much can I wring out of this over seasons? Right. It's like, this is one season. It's got to start and it has a definitive end. Right. Um, so I enjoy that about these uh, series that he's putting out. 
and he's naming them different too to kind of separate them from one another i appreciate that i'm looking forward to seeing what he does uh, obviously he's probably got something with netflix at this point so he's probably not going to move away from that at least for now um so we'll probably see another series before we see a movie from him mm-hmm. most likely which is fine I'd, I'd rather watch the series honestly yeah no i i the the first three uh, one of the biggest things you can appreciate is taste and patience yeah you know like there are certain scenes that are it's not always and one of the best things about the first season hill house and and they kind of did it again in Bly House, and you can count on maybe one hand if not like you know a civil war hand yeah. <laughs> like, like how many jump scares they do it's no cheap thrills no. It's all in the writing, the storytelling, the acting and everything. It's it's you know, those three you know, like guys you got to see. Yeah. And he um, was he was doing that with this new series. He was trying not to do jump scares, even though the first episode, which I, I read again, I read this, that there were like 15 jump scares in the first episode. But I don't remember jumping once. Uh, I don't know that there were any jump scares, really. Well, uh there were attempted jump scares. The first one got me, you know, uh, because it's somebody telling a story. So they're like, Oh, and then this happens. And uh, they're like, oh, okay, and then they're yeah, like, and this yeah. happens. So yeah, like you can count that. Yeah. That, that first one with the, uh, the girl that's, that just teleports the day. Right. <laughs> that was boom, 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 boom. It wasn't even like, <laughs> it, was letting funny. You. it was funny. I, I think for, all right, I, I got a jump scare. And then after the second jump scare, I probably for like maybe 10 seconds was like, Oh my gosh, is this going to be cheesy? Right. You know, like, like, and then I was like, Oh, I see what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just a mess. <laughs> mess with us okay so yeah um yeah i can't wait to see what he does next and uh, yeah. I, I really i really think that this wasn't really for us but it is for somebody and mm-hmm. that that population of people is big enough that they will keep going with things it's just not mm-hmm. on our generation and maybe there's others like us that actually do like it and we're just missing the point um, right. and maybe you will like the ending i don't know but i i think there's a lot of questions that need to, to be answered and a lot of things that they allude to and they just never come back to. And it's just really kind of frustrating, but um, hopefully, hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah. I, I think, I think like I'll come away with something positive and I might not be the biggest fan of it by the end, but it, it's, it's not terrible. Yeah. It's, it's not something where you're like, I am not going through this. No. Well, everyone tell us what you think. Are we wrong? Are, yeah, are you one of the people that like it? I know there's a lot. I know we're not, you know, I'm not saying that no one likes it at all. I, I know there are people that like it, let us know. Go on to For Reels Podcast on Instagram and, and tell us or for Reels Podcast at gmail.com. Write us a message and, uh, you know, we'll get back to you because we really yeah. are interested. Yeah, I fight Sam sometimes. You should fight us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, bring it, people. And uh, you know what? You come with an argument good enough. We might bring you on the show. Speaking of that, uh, one of our listeners, Barbara, gave me some personal feedback uh-oh. on our Lua review. Oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Did she like it more than we did? I, so she did, and she brought up good points. Okay. Uh, and, and she cited good points. Okay. You know, when we were talking about, like, kind of picking apart how much she's talking and, and kind of comparatively to uh, some of the older uh, tropes of, of that type. Yes. And she was like, well, you know, as, like as a woman you know like and and like a like a oh please don't take this band uh respectfully like a a, 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 okay this is coming from a woman right this is this isn't you saying it it's 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 a woman saying it yeah okay Uh, she's saying like it was great to see that 
And so like she got, you know, like, and others got enthralled in that character and everything. We're like, oh, this is cool. And this is something I haven't seen. Because before. it was a woman. Right. But not like just because it, because it wasn't heavy handed as well. It didn't seem like a social message or something like that. It was just cool to see. Yeah, And we made reference know? to that towards the end yeah. of the, the conversation yeah. was that I was actually, I found it refreshing that they tried to do it. They tried to renew a, a thing that's been beaten before. But they did it with a woman, and it actually was different. It was the same type of movie, but it was a little bit different because of that. The, but she did agree about the raincoat scene. She was like, okay. oh, yeah, that thing. She would have been like, what are you wearing that for? Like, it ripped that off. Yeah. How can no one agree with that? I mean, that that was just ridiculous. And it was like 20 feet away. This is so This is a trained killer, and he, he can't see that. It wasn't that she, heavy of rain. No. But what she also saw was the 1961 version of Mysterious Island. Liked it. Did she really? She did. Okay, now, that, that wasn't the one we reviewed, right? That was the 51 we did. Correct. Because okay. and, and I found that out because I was like, man, you sat through like four, like four hours of movie. And she's like, no, it wasn't. And then she was talking about because she was looking it up, uh, the posters and everything. And she was like, oh, no, this is the 1961 version. And the way she was telling me the story was more cohesive. It sounded like the 1961 version probably cut a lot of fat. And then you're, you're adding a decade to, to uh cinematic capability, yeah. which means a lot, like a decade can mean a lot yeah, in that, sure. in that uh, position. And then they're probably and, not borrowing costumes from other movies. <laughs> no. And she was able to explain the whole through line to me. And I was like, yours is way better than Wikipedia's 1951 synopsis. Oh, the ones that <laughs> we like, did. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but she she hit all the the points she's like all right there's these civil war soldiers that are here and blah, and she goes through the whole thing and i was like all right it sounds like they kind of cleaned it up you know with she's the, just uh, a masochist i guess huh just put herself <laughs> through this that's crazy so no, she's good she's a trooper of course she I is say masochist, masochist. <laughs> she's a trooper <laughs> she has a high tolerance for uh for pain uh so did she did she like the 61 version or did she like the things that we came up with instead. She, she liked the 61 version and the things that we said made her watch, like find a version of it that she could watch. Cause she was like, this sounds disjointed and, and ridiculous and everything. <laughs> yeah. And, but like, it seemed like the, the 1951 version is like spiking in all different directions and everything. Cause of how much they're trying to pack in to four hours and it seems like some like somebody came in with a nice clean knife and we're like, all right, let's get the key points of this okay. and just put checkpoints in the storyline. We're going from here to here to here instead of here to here to here to here to here to here to here. Okay. <laughs> so she it, yeah. she was able to follow along without it like confusing her because Right, of, exactly. All right. Oh, I forgot to ask her about the Thunder Boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, we kind of just are curious about it. <laughs> Did they have I'll lightning bolts? Out. Were they spears? I, I just want to know. <laughs> Were they the, the sparkly guns? <laughs> yeah. Did they have that? Oh, man. Was there cyborg? I, I want to know. All right. That's yeah, awesome. Dude. What about you? What have you been doing? You're um, still laid up a little bit, right? I'm still, yeah. You know what? I'm getting better. I'm kind of forcing it and I'm hoping it's not okay. too early to do that. But at the same time, so this weekend, uh, the girls and Marion were, were at a, a homecoming thing. Cause you know, the schools get together and they do like a parade and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I obviously could not do that. But what I did was I went outside with crutches and started kind of walking around with them. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
it didn't kill me. So that's a huge bonus. I'm trying to use the crutches less around the house. It's really just the stairs I need to use them, just kind of like support. Yeah. The knees bending a little bit better. Uh, I'm building strength. So hopefully we'll be done with this soon because I'm I'm done. I'm done with this. This Saturday we're going to see Black Adam. And uh, so nice. we're, we're kind of watching the chronology of uh, the Zack Snyder films to, to lead up to this. Um, hmm. uh, just Do you need DC. to? What's that? Do you need to if you're not familiar no. with the character? No, like I it's said, just I we grow up with like comic books and stuff no, like no. that. No, we love DC. Um, and, you know, we're going to watch Shazam because we're, we're thinking that they're going to be bringing some things in. Um, I know Henry Cable's going to make an appearance at the very end. I like Shazam. That was a fun movie. It was very fun. And they're coming out with another one. So nice. that's going to be good. And eventually Black Adam and Shazam are going to fight and possibly Superman in the mix as well. So Yeah, that's what you told me. Yeah. I was like. All right, I'll have to check this out. But I did check out a movie because I've never seen one before. It was just something to to talk about. Uh, You've never seen a movie before? Yeah, I've never seen one. And uh, (laughs) I think I started with Mysterious Island 1951. And now I'm done with movies. (laughs) I started it about 10 years ago. (laughs) And now I'm not watching anything else. No, I watched my second movie recently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just so we can talk about it because it's... uh, you know, the, the month of scary movies. I watched mm-hmm. Antlers. Did you ever see Antlers? I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen Antlers, but it seems like on like, and I don't know if you've seen the other one, but is it something like Tusk? No. Okay. I've seen Tusk. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's definitely a Kevin Smith trope. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a classic, uh, but not many people saw that one, <laughs> but <laughs> for our listeners, I go see it. Um, cause it's, 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 it's very strange, but it's yes. worth, it's worth the watch. You've never seen anything like it. <laughs> it's disturbing. Tusk is, uh, Tusk is great. Antlers was uh different and I'm not sure I completely get it. Um, but it was interesting to see you. I think you'd like it. It's nothing horrific. I don't, I don't think I'll go into it because, uh, I think you probably will see it. Yeah, no, I'll check it out. If you saw, well, did you like it? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh wow, this is the greatest movie, but it was entertaining mm-hmm. you know if i had somebody else to watch it with i probably would have liked it more so you might like it if uh you watch it with rachel who knows nice it, there think was she can handle it uh yes and no there's one part at the end that i i don't recommend anyone see okay it's, <laughs> it's just because it's sad to... it's sad oh okay. it's a little heartbreaking oh so that's sad that's hard that's hard she might need <laughs> to like leave it. the room for that part and like close her ears because it's really just the sound that you hear god yeah okay yeah, it involves a kid. Uh, so maybe don't see it. <laughs> Forget about it. Or see it alone. <laughs> see it alone. Um, yeah. No, Listen, it was, if I can it make okay. it through Dear Zachary, I can make it through anything. <laughs> Never saw Dear Zachary. Okay. Yeah, Dear Zachary is like a documentary movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's a documentary, but it's a, it's a, like, I think it's an important one. It's a good one. Okay. Very well made. Rachel actually surprised me. She wants to watch a scary movie too. Really? Which is a random thing to get a text on. It was like, you haven't seen the first scary movie and then you get a text. Can we watch scary movie too soon? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it. I'm down to see it. All right. Hey, why not? That was so cheesy. And compared to like (laughs) other movies that are out now. Yeah. Go see it. I like those movies that are like naked gun though. You know, those spoof comedies, airplane, naked gun, uh, wrongfully accused. Yeah. Yeah. Good movies. Uh, what about you? Did you see any movie? Uh, most recent movie I watched is the one we're going to talk about. Okay. Do you want to get into it? Heck yeah. Okay. Um, so everyone, we're talking about Mr. Harrigan's phone. It's a Stephen. It's based on a Stephen King short story, and uh, it's on 
Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, what? Wait, it was Netflix, right? Yes, it okay. was. I can't. I'm, it's hard to keep up with all the streaming services now, and like where what is where. Anyway, what did you think? I really liked it. I I yeah. really liked it a lot. Um, I didn't. I was corrected really quickly, you know, like in the movie, and then doubted my correction. I was like, oh, I'm watching a you know kind of spooky movie or something you know when when stephen king slaps his name on something you're you're thinking like oh this is going to be dark and scary and all this stuff it had its moments but the story really wasn't about that no and in fact uh the article that i read because i sent you a screenshot i said hey why why don't we try this Mm -hmm. um the article that i read it it didn't sound like that at all it sounded like a a stereotypical uh stephen king movie supernatural yeah yeah. something's going on and it's it's creepy and and whatnot i found it like an endearing film like Mm -hmm. yeah sure there's uh a tie to something that is almost supernatural in a way and a little creepy but it's not throughout the whole film Mm -hmm. it's towards the end and the rest is the storyline okay so the build-up they could have made that really boring but you were really involved in that relationship between the boy and mr harrigan (sighs) Yeah. And it was it was a beautiful relationship. And you follow what's the character's name? Craig? Yeah, I think so. The boy? Yeah. I think uh, so. Yeah, the boy. Um I mean, first of all, uh Jaden Martell. Yes. Like terrific job. Really great um, job. Um really great job as the boy. It's it's funny because the way that they uh, all right, so you got Jaden Martell playing Craig and you got uh, Donald Sutherland playing Mr. Harrigan. Now I'm a big Donald Sutherland fan. He was great in this. Yes. And a lot of times Donald Sutherland characters are very verbose, you know, Yes. but I, I had fun relating to Craig mm-hmm. and being like, Oh, this is following Craig. And then at times relating to Mr. Harrigan. Yeah. And, and they did a, one of the things I loved about it was that they did a really great job at subtlety. Some of their lines were just in their face, like facial expressions, nods, eye gestures, things like that. They spoke a lot. And so you get invested in this relationship on, on both ends. And and like you said, like halfway through, you start seeing some supernatural stuff, supernatural stuff. And you're like, okay, like, and here's where we go into that, like uh, Stephen King, pendulum and it gives you a little taste of it but it keeps on bringing you back it's like no like that's that's part of the story that's not the story no and you expect it to go on and on and on and on Mm -hmm. but it's a couple times and then the boy puts an end to it it's actually like really so what i really liked is the fact that you were kind of meant made to believe and you've seen this before like it's an old miser who is just hating the world he's done he made so much money he's such a grumpy person he cannot attach himself to anybody. He can show mm-hmm. no emotion whatsoever. But that wasn't, he actually liked this kid. He actually cared for the kid, not just to yeah. leave him what he left him, but to also like have conversations with the kid and teach him real life lessons that actually the kid, you see him as he grows up, take those on. And directly, like, yes. he chooses his words very directly. Yes. You know, and chooses when he, you could see in his eyes, Mr. Herring, uh, I keep on saying Harrington. Harrigan. Uh, Harrigan. You can see in his eyes when he realized he said something in his head that almost made it to his mouth, but realized like he's not going to learn if I say it. Yeah. You know? Uh, really good. And then and you yeah. have 
Craig is, brings in the advancement of the iPhone because, you know, Harrigan is like, I never, never. But then he shows him, he appeals to something that he's absolutely mm-hmm. in love with and needs I to love keep knowledge doing. and access to information and everything's words. right here. Is this, this is in mm-hmm. real time? Well, yeah, give or take yeah. a minute or two, but it's not yesterday. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was, yeah, he pulled really it out. I like that scene where he was looking at the, I think the stock reports yeah. and then pulled out the newspaper and was like, but I have this, but it says something else. And he's like, no, this updates all the time. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> yesterday's paper. You're not going to find that today. And now he's not, he's also not your typical smartphone customer. You know, like of of a certain age where it's like, oh, I can't understand this and push it away. He's smart enough, which is why he's made his his bills, you know, like in his life and says, "Okay, like this is different to me, but I'll try it. And he tries it for a very short period of time before he figures out what it's actually doing. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that invested in him was he found out something about a stock that he's already owned and something happened. You know, there's an innovation that's coming out. And he's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And that's when he goes to the paper. He's like, that's not in the paper. And he's like, no, yeah. that's that. And he's like, well, give me the phone. Where's the phone? I need to make a phone call. It's like, it's in your hand. <laughs> Let me show you. Yeah. Do that. And he makes a trade right there. And that's, and he's tied in. And then the rest of the time, he's just kind of going back and forth with the phone in between the stories. Oh yeah. But, but even like when he finds, he's like, listen, I figured it out. This is not a good thing. Right. And right. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. You're right. And, and that's like i expected it to become a movie about that okay in a a, which it is but i expected it to be in a very you know obvious way predictable you know thing i thought that it was going to make him change into a different person and and everything but he just recognizes what it is and warns the boy about what it is yes be careful with this as as he was with the the job choice that the the son or the kid he, he treated him like a son but what mm-hmm. he wanted to go through he's like you do what you want to do here's what here's what that world is but you do what you want to do you know mm-hmm. you should be up if that's what you want then you go for it and even yeah. you know after death you know prove that even more so like it's, it's it was endearing because he's playing a father figure while knowing the boundaries of what he is not, which is a father yeah. to this kid, you yeah. know, he really transgenerate generationally likes this person as a friend while excluding the age doesn't, you know, try to get like hand down life lessons that, you know, he doesn't need to, he speaks when he's comfortable giving those, those things, but also recognizes he has a father mm-hmm. and he's going to be a man. And then he saw that, you know, he, he found out from the boy that, you know, the boy's a teenager. He's in high school. He's almost done with high school. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, you you don't have to keep doing this. You can go live your life. I know this is probably just a paycheck to you. You know, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? He's like, I, I love our conversations. I love just hearing you. And I like mm-hmm. to read. And then he changed. And that's that's when you saw, like, the emotion of, of Donald Sutherland's character come out. And it, it like, he already liked the kid. But now you saw something different. Something changed in him. And, uh, you know, just uh, it was a very special moment. I think he knew. I mean, he knows he's getting old. Why else would you get inspired during a church sermon, watching a child read, be like, I like the way this kid reads and all this stuff and want to pay to spend time with him. That was a weird thing in the beginning where I was like, oh, this is going to go really dark. Yeah. Totally didn't go that way. I think he knows the entire time I'm running out of sand in this hourglass. Yeah. 
And what do I have to share besides my life experience, you know, with somebody I don't, you know, like I don't have any family hanging out with me here or anything. I would love to hang out with somebody and be able to interact with somebody. And when it's getting closer to the end, some of his advice gets way more direct and yeah. talking about bullies. Yep. And, and he uses the word dispatch. Yeah. I forget the exact quote, but he, he says uh, pretty directly, you know, like when you see these people, you dispatch of them. And now that has a loose meaning, you it know, does. but that hit heavy. Yeah. I mean, this is a man of business who has seen success and, you know, he's, he, in his own words, has dealt with bullies every day of his life. People that mm -hmm. want to take him out and how he does that, how he deals with it is he dispatches of them. And it's just, yeah. and you know what, even in the review, so I'm not taking anything away from you people. It's um in the review, what I read was there's this relationship and then there's a communication after the person dies over phone. And so what I was thinking was that when going into, it, I was like, oh, he's just going to be talking to him as like a spirit through the phone. And that's going to be like the whole movie. Mm -hmm. That didn't turn me off. But what happened instead of that or what that actually meant was such a better story than what I was thinking in my head. I really enjoyed this film. I loved that every step of the way, it gives you something that you're like, I see where you're going. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. No, that's no, you don't. yes. Yes. Good you don't, point. You, you don't understand this is more important than that. Yeah. Oh, man. It was great. I'll so, yeah, like he dies. Uh Craig finds his body, pockets his phone, and then when he buries him, you know, puts the phone in his pocket and starts getting communications from him. I'll tell you what I wasn't happy about when I was watching it, but then it almost brought me to tears when I figured out what it was. The text messages he's getting from Mr. Harrigan. You figured that out? I didn't. Oh, okay. I tried, okay. Like, I, I was mulling it over, you know, like... <laughs> I was going to say. Because it's, you know, like, it's important. Like, all right, so... The text messages are like CCC. He gets three text messages. I think the first one is, I might have them out of order, but I know the last yeah. one. CCCAA uh, and then CCCX. Right. And, and then CCCST. So I, I, when I, when the movie finished, I was like kind of disappointed that that didn't get thoroughly explained. And so, the last one I remembered was CCCST. And I just Googled that and oh. came out with a couple of different, you know, things like uh, uh, Catholic Charity Center, you know, like, you know, different, you know, things like that. And then it stumbled on a tweet from uh, Stephen King. Really? Yeah. And in the tweet, he says that the first two. He's like, it's, it's up, like all this is up for interpretation, but the third one, he knew what it meant. So he says like, you can, you know, some people interpret, um, CCCX as like a hug from his mom or like, a, you know, that, you know, like a, to Craig, you know, here's a hug. CCC, ah, is like, oh, it hurts so much and everything like that, you know, up for interpretation. But he said, CCCST is uh craig stop interesting and when he gets that i'm like i'm getting teary-eyed right now and i'll tell you why in a second <laughs> so he after getting that text 
takes his phone and he throws it in the lake or the pond, yep. you know, like there's too much power. It's too much power. And also if you do interpret it like the awe as like, this is hurting mm-hmm. or like the hug, like you're still connected to this person, but they're in a different place. And maybe it's like uncomfortable for them, you know, like to do it in this way. Yeah. And plus in our, in my opinion, the things that happened to the driver that took out his teacher yeah. and the things that happened to the, uh, the, bully. the bully are not things known characteristically of Mr. Harrigan, you know? Right. And that's why I talk about that dispatch, you know, loose interpretation of the word. Yeah. But it made me think of a personal time where, all right, I know we're going off topic here, but I need to let you know my like thought process. Okay. No, no, it all ties in. It's good. Okay. So many years ago, I, I lost my best friend, little Dill. Uh, he passed away on Thanksgiving night in a car accident like he was supposed to be meeting me and two other friends. Okay. And, and uh, he got hit by a car. It wasn't in a car accident. Um, and we drove to the hospital and everything like that. And, and he ended up not making it. And we got back in the car and we were numb, you know, like you didn't expect, like, I'm, I'm, I'm about to work black Friday at this retail store. Yeah. And, and now you're like, Oh wait, I'm calling out because my best friend just got hit by a car and we get back in the car and we're all silent. And he's like, do you want me to put on some music? And I was like, yeah, like, because I didn't want to sit in silence, no. you know, yeah. put on music. He pulls out his iPod classic, the one with the wheel yeah, yeah. and he turns it on. And he's scrolling through. And then all of a sudden, the screen goes half blue, almost like a scene. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. And then the other corner down is pink. And he's showing it to me like, what is this? And then it plays. It just randomly shuts off, turns on, and starts playing one of Dill's favorite songs. And it had to do about dying. And we were like, we couldn't believe it. You know, we listened to the whole album on the way home. And then for a long time after I was getting, in my opinion, or, or, or uh, what I interpreted is, uh, is like communications or signs from him. So for many, many years, like I would talk to him, like he was next to me. I would like ask him questions or, or like ask him for guidance and everything like that. And when I met Rachel, like I had explained this to her and she was like, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Like she was like, you shouldn't try to speak to the dead. Right. And so I, she's like, you might be communicating with something demonic, you know, that's using that memory in order to do its deeds, you know? And so I stopped. So when I think of the deeds that were done, I don't think we're Mr. Harrigan. I think that the communication was, but he, but like, you know, like I want to hug you. This hurts so much, mm-hmm. you know, ah, yeah. And stop. Yeah. And so like when, when I saw that tweet and I started thinking of that, dude, like I was like, this movie is better a day after watching it. than it was when I watched it, I already liked it, yeah. you know, but it, it like hit me hard, you know, that, that thing. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a personal emotional tie to it that yeah. most people can't have. So that's wow. There were a lot of other things in the movie that were life lessons that Craig would realize who's being taught without 
realizing at first mm-hmm. and maybe it wasn't even spoken. So like the whole thing with the phones that like people don't, people have seen it will know, but you don't understand it's, there's a lot that ties in with the phone and it's not mm-hmm. just his phone, it's phones in general. And I think it was an allegory towards, you know, like technology taking over and take technology being bad in a way. Like there was a lot like in the lunchroom where if you had a certain phone, you're sitting in a certain spot. Yeah. And then at one point, you know, like, and as soon as people had these phones, they were glued to the phones. No one was talking to each other in the lunchroom, but they were hanging out via text. They're hanging out with each other. Like he's talking to a girl who's three lockers down, literally Mm -hmm. standing there over text. They don't say a single word to each other, but they're smiling at each other through text. And then all of a sudden, at the end, you have Craig looking up while he's in the lunchroom and like, what am I doing without saying it? Everybody's buried in it. And he, he yeah. walks out. He puts mm-hmm. a phone in his pocket and just walks out. And then he starts going through everything that he's going through. And then, you know, with, with the, the two deeds that end up happening, one was kind of an accident. He realized what was going to happen. Mm. And the second one was because he had three people in his life that he cared about other than his mom who passed away and his dad that he talked to, Mr. Harrigan and that teacher who was very influential for him and was an advocate. He for already him. lost his mom. Yeah. And then he loses this teacher that was very influential. Yeah. And it, it, he has his dad, but he kind of doesn't. He loves his father. Loves him a lot. When it, yeah. But his father is going through what he's going through. So he's yes. like, you can't help me through this. Right. And it, but his father wants to help him, but he knows that, you know, Craig isn't expecting much from his father in those regards because his father mm-hmm. is devastated by the death of his wife. And then, you know, Craig has to go on to college and stuff. And when he goes to college, he hears about his teacher and that teacher was very influential. And then what he did after he did it, he threw the phone away. And like you mm-hmm. said, after that text, it's like kind of confirming there is something else going on here. Now that you said that, it's like it wasn't just I have too much power. It is more like, I don't know that this is what I'm supposed that to be this doing. Is him. And this or, is him. Or, yeah, like or, that these things are coming from him. Right. Like he was, it was a, like an opportunity. He was ripe for the opportunity of corruption. Yeah. And almost went full in, you know. Could have kept going. That could have yeah, been a I mean, whole look movie. At, look, think of the idea of the, the, the anime Death Note. You know, yeah. you put that book in the majority of people's hands. They're not going to throw that book in the, in the water. No, they're going to hold on to it for a sadly rainy day, you know? Yeah. And so the fact that he kind of proves what it is and, and gets that message and, and feels it to stop, like it's a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, I hope we're not ruining the movie for you people because honestly you should see it. I don't think we gave away too much. I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of innuendo that you would kind of just, glean from uh what we're saying but i i do i found it to be a a pleasant surprise i was thinking Mm -hmm. we're going in for a thriller it's october i was like yeah let's do it this is part of what we're doing and uh you know we already talked about doing some like spooky movies or scary movies or suspenseful thrillers Mm -hmm. this was a pleasant surprise and very endearing film i loved it i thought it was great yeah uh, and I'm so glad. Wait, did uh, did Stephen King have anything to do with the directing or or anything on screen with this? You know what? I don't. I don't know. I know that he did like it, and he doesn't really like adaptations of his his stuff. There was one like he hated. Obviously, he hated. Um, what is that? His his biggest. Oh, uh, shiny, the shiny. He hated hated it. Hated the shiny. Well, Kubrick like pretty much was like i like the setting i like certain things like this i'll take it from here boss <laughs> yeah well and then 
but he did like a, a later adaptation with the TV movie, Ethan the Hawk. Shining. Yes, he liked the TV movie. The TV movie was terrible. But then Ethan Hawke came out. He was in a movie. Not Ethan Hawke. I'm sorry. Oh, I, do you? I'm sorry. I, I breathed so loud I could see I'm the sorry. spike on the audio. That, that would have been great. <laughs> it was Ewan McGregor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I just, I went to my browser so I didn't see Michael. But I know exactly the way he was looking. Uh, with, <laughs> so I'm very, like, I'm very oh. sorry, Dips. That's my bad. It was, it was Ewan McGregor. And I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I started watching it. was It was very good. I could, I could, I didn't finish it, and I wish I did. My brother really loved it, Joseph, and you know he doesn't like a ton of stuff. So that's that. That'll tell you something. He did like that one. Uh, Stephen King mm. liked that one. So let's see. Did he? Did Stephen King have anything to do with Mister Harrigan? I love that chunky keyboard sound. It's a mechanical keyboard. Love it. Okay. It is based on the novella. Okay, I don't here think you he go. had anything to do with this, did he? This is the director's director, John Lee Hancock, which, you know, great name, reveals that Stephen King was very involved in this particular film adaptation. adaptation. Um, wow. Let's see. If that's the case, then it, and listen, all due respect, you're a great writer, but I always liked other people's adaptations yes, of his work. I agree. Um, if he was involved in this and I'm impressed, that's what it says. But it also says the horror film follows. I did not see it as a horror film. No, it's not at all. Um, King has written blah, 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 blah. I just want to just tell me what he did. <laughs> just, uh, scream. He got sandwiches. And when they yeah, say right? very involved, they're yeah. like, we never went hungry. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to stay out of the way and let me do my thing. But this is a quote <laughs> from Hancock to screenrant.com. He was very involved. He wanted to stay out of the way and let me do my thing, but he let me know that he was there for me, and so I started taking advantage of that. When I finished the script, he went on, He sent it off to Stephen. That's Hancock sent it off, and it's like, mm-hmm. quote, oh, I hope he likes it. Oh, that's him saying it. Why are you quoting within your quote? Because he can just give <laughs> us a thumbs down, we're done. But he loved the script, and so from that point on, we had an email and phone relationship that was really, really helpful, we would be looking at locations and I could send him something and go, which one of these two looks like Howie's Market? Uh, you know, so it's, it takes place in Massachusetts, right? And mm-hmm. that's Stephen King's domain. Or is it Massachusetts or Maine? Can't remember. I think oh, it was Massachusetts. Maine. It was it Maine? Uh, I think the one on the left. Okay. So he would come back to him, quote, I think the one on the left with the red, I think that feels more like what I was thinking. Okay, great. We got Stephen's approval on this location. So he was, it was not that he was there. But he yeah, was willing no, okay. to, to lend a, a hand. So that, that's good. I think it was. And again, uh, I know I could be a cynic sometimes, but I don't think I would describe that as majorly involved. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it, it's good. I'm interested. Yeah, it was all I in never, Connecticut. I, it was all shot in Connecticut. I never thought of people adapting his short stories to films. It's not the first time. What's the other ones? Hold on. That he hasn't been part of, like in the filming process, because I know he he had his hand in misery. Right. Okay. So there are 10 of the best <laughs> Graveyard Shift. The Lawnmower Man was a short story. Really? Maximum Overdrive. I mean, those are two really big ones. Yeah, big ones. Children of the Corn, another one. What? Uh, sometimes they come back. I haven't seen that. The Night Flyer. These are just the top 10. Um, right. Let's see. Tales from the Dark Side. Cat's Eye, never heard of that one, but I did the other one. 
1408, the one with uh, John Cusack. That one. Oh, gosh. If I can make a horror movie recommendation to you people, 1408 is phenomenal. It's more of a psychological horror. It was, it's actually, it's good. Um, it's very good. And Creep Show. You did Creep Show? You did Creep Show. Oh, okay. So uh, it, I, I'm not going into the article as far as how much he was yeah, involved, yeah. but those yeah, are but- some pretty big named movies that we've all seen yeah. that came from his short stories. So there you go. If you, if you haven't seen Mr. Harrigan's phone, it's, it's a really good uh, movie. Hopefully you, you read the title of this podcast or like, ah, before I watch this, I mean, before I listen to this, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> yeah. Watch it. You know, and, and if you end up listening beforehand, because you just, download or episode or automatically downloaded for you you know you can still see it afterwards it's still a really good movie uh and by the way i want to like say like we, we appreciate the feedback one of the pieces of feedback that we got recently was uh sometimes we we tiptoe around the phrase like spoiler alert or i don't want to spoil anything but you're saying that you do want that you do want to watch what we're watching and then hear what we think about what yeah. you're watching yeah um, so I would appreciate that a lot because I kind of just dove into the deep end on this. I'm like, yo, we're going straight to the end of this movie. <laughs> oh, maybe I should put that in the uh, description. Spoiler. Oh, alert. hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Because we, no, we usually say it. We usually say that we're going to go into to something. We, I don't think we said it for Lou, but you know, I think both of our opinions were like, it doesn't matter if we ruin it for you. Cause it, it doesn't matter. You, did you finish Lou by the way? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and what did you think of the end? Yeah. Right. You knew it was happening. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Maybe I I don't know. Like I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I I think recently I've been very cynical about like picking apart acting. And so like you focus on one aspect of, of a movie and maybe you'll lose the gold that's in the, the, the writing, or maybe you'll lose the gold that's in the, you know, the pacing of it. And it's supposed to be this way. So when I sat down to watch uh, Mr. Harrigan's phone, I kind of had a broader lens on it Mm -hmm. um, where I was like trying to catch one of the things I I picked out uh, was his seat in his house, the chair, not just the chair, but it's a, it's a very pretty and very odd shaped room where He's sitting in a chair with a window to his back, but he's not up against the window or behind a desk. He's there kind of presenting himself as he is. And the door frame in front of him that has no door, but leads to, you know, the entryway where Craig walks in is a circle, like a bubble. And so I, I always see this billionaire that's been living in his own bubble, you know, for long enough. And he ends up pulling his chair out of that bubble to sit with the boy. So it's like him being like, in my last days, I'm going to connect with somebody. I'm going to kind of break this solitude, you know, that I've been comfortable in or just tolerating with whichever. It doesn't really, doesn't really get into him that much. No. And that's what I like too. You didn't need a real backstory or an even deep dig on on what he was doing like he was just like he sat in the chair this is who i am right now yeah and then that room that they took it from was his orchid room and the only thing that craig wants at the very end of the film is an orchid but they never make any they don't make any reference to those orchids the entire film it's just always in the background but he wanted something from that room he wanted something from that room from his bubble yeah yeah so i there was a lot of heart in this whole movie 
Yeah, it's and it's one that I'd probably see again, just to kind of you know you know kind of like wine, let it sit in your mouth for a little yeah. bit, you know. Um, what did Rachel think? Uh, Rachel liked it as well. I think we were both happy that we kept on getting pushed off the track that we thought we were riding on. Yeah. But it's an emotional film. It's, it's about relationships, you know? Yeah. I think I need to uh, check out the short story, see how close it is to that. Mm. I think that'd be interesting. And kind of put a little. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not, uh, I went on this rabbit hole. He's not only happy with it. He, he like, he's interacting with people's texts that like, Oh, what the heck is this about? Like, they don't even explain this. And he's like, no, it means this. I'm telling you, I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it's you actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. He's like, no, I think he really likes it. And, and I think that he would have jumped at the chance to be like, that's not what I wrote or that's not what I saw in well, my yes, head. He doesn't care. What does he have to care? Oh, like whose feelings he hurts, you know, he doesn't oh, care yeah. if he's making money from it or not. The guy makes. Oh, yeah. But he's also time. been outspoken before about people's interpretation of the film, meaning the people making the film, interpreting yeah. it outside of his thing. And that's why he's almost like a lead singer, like, you know, wanting to control, you know, the experience of it, you know. Yeah. But no, I think be interested to know what some of those emails were like or things that he didn't like or corrected him on when it came to the script. Yeah. I would like to see some of those emails. Mm-hmm. Correspondence back and forth. I'm probably going to uh, watch Halloween three season of the witch because I mm. never saw it because people said, oh, it's not even about Michael Myers. Oh, and then I've been hearing people recently like, you know, it's Halloween. I listen to a lot of podcasts and radio shows. They're like, oh, no, it's a good movie. If you don't go into it being like. This is about Michael Myers. Huh. So I might I might give that a shot. I have no idea what it's about or anything. I've looked up nothing on it. I just remember when I was younger wanting to see it and being told, no, 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 no. It's I not wonder, a, it's not about it. How did you have it without Michael Myers? That's kind of weird. I think he's loosely mentioned. You know, the only thing I know about it is he's loosely mentioned towards the end. So it's not a Michael Myers movie, but it's in the Halloween series. You almost think of like maybe it's a prequel. Maybe it's like they were trying to get away from Michael Myers. It's like a new generational thing. But Well, I mean, it was uh, the, the end of the second one's pretty definitive. Um, I don't you know. You might have to bleep this out, but he shoots Michael Myers in both eyes and then sets the house off. <laughs> like, like it's pretty much like, oh, yeah, he's done. Huh. But, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll walk over that grave. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have over and over and over. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Oh, like this last one is actually the last no, one. No, I'm not. I like unless unless it shows up for free somewhere. Like I am, I am not going to watch it. I I literally I was at work today. I've seen uh, Halloween Kills, and I I did not like it at all. I expected way more from it uh, because I love Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, like she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. But like it was, it was Cornball City. And then when I saw this come out, I was like, uh, if it's anything like this, and then people today at work were talking about it, and they're like, oh, are you going to see it? And I was like, ruin it for me. <laughs> Tell me everything about this movie. And so Matt turns around and and he just goes through the entire story from beginning to end. And I was like, you just saved me about like $13 uh, for, well, if I take Rachel, $26 in movie tickets and whatever concessions I would need. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm, uh, you know, I'm working with Marion. Like we just started talking about the 
merchandising and stuff like that. Cause uh-huh. I think we need to start doing t-shirts and some other things. Uh-huh. And I, I just took a note of something you just said as what did I say? nice little t-shirt cornball city. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that before. So hopefully that's uh we can put that on a t-shirt. You're like, that's ours. <laughs> oh man. No one steal that. That's patented. No. Um, all right. So yeah, I think that's a thumbs up from both dips and I go see it. Uh, yes. It's not a kid's please, movie, but please see it. yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely not what you think from a Stephen King film. Um, no, I think it's a good date movie too. Like it's, it's, you know, like it's, it's, it's all for all crowds except for kids. <laughs> yeah. And my wife, like she won't see it. You don't think she'll see I it? Think she'll see it. She doesn't like you any, don't. well, there, there is death in it. Sadness. sadness. Yeah. 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 So. You know, spoiler right. alert, there's there's death in it. <laughs> I think we already mentioned that. You might have some feels. <laughs> <laughs> the mother dies. Harrigan dies. Everyone that this kid loves dies. <laughs> it's a really sad movie. Don't see this movie. All right. Oh, gosh. All right, that's it for us. Thank you, everybody. Yep. You're not mad at me. You're mad at your dad. 